1: Guys being dudes
0: Dudes to the right, dudes to the left Stuck in the middle with you Got another dude Heisman Trophy Bronco Nagurski Award Ultimate dudes Got another dude O-line you, bunch of dudes Lot of dudes yeah! yeah!
1: Another dude in
2: the house! Yeah. Welcome to the Lotta Dudes Podcast presented by 4th and Dude Season 1, Episode 1 we're the first ever podcast for Boston College sports by dudes, for dudes. With my partner, Matt, I'm also Matt.
0: And we're a couple of BC roommates from the class of 2013. Thanks, Matt. Just to address the elephant in the room before we get started, yes, that voice you just heard uh, is also known as the voice of BC women's basketball from 2010 to 2013. So we're uh, very fortunate to have someone of his talent on the airwaves with us tonight. Uh, like Matt said, we are a, a new blog for BC fans, for dudes, by dudes, dudes kind of however you want to split it. There's a lot of good BC blogs out there, but none of them really tap into the angle that we hope to approach, which is, uh, you know, just, just the things that, that dudes love, guys being dudes, uh, crushing beers on Brighton, kind of everything in between. Uh, so we're coming to you live from uh, our state-of-the-art recording studio in, in Midtown Manhattan. Hopefully the sound is okay. Uh, between this this new podcast endeavor that we're trying out, uh, as, w- as well as you know, the new blog that we've started. I think we're excited about some of the content that we're going to give you guys and uh, give a fresh perspective on everything that is BC sports, obviously starting now with football, uh, and there's you know, a lot of exciting times ahead.
2: And just to provide some background here, so today is uh, August 29th, uh, the Tuesday before kickoff, um, less than three days away from uh, DeKalb, Illinois. Um, and as a BC fan... I mean, this is this is the most exciting time to be a BC fan, right? I mean, it's, it's all optimism right now. Anything could happen. Um, you know, it seems like every year we have all the talent in the world, or at least all the potential in the world, um, and at least if you're, if you're Matt and I, we think that we have a crack to, to make the Orange
0: Bowl and beyond every year. So. All right, well, well, no spoiler alerts here. Let's, uh, let's dive right into it. We're going to start with what we call scenes from last week obviously this will change throughout the course of the season we'll be able to touch on the previous game but for now we're going to use this scenes from last week's segment to uh just give a quick recap of, of where we left off last season as well as touch on some off-season news so uh, as I'm sure we all remember we finished the season very strong seven and six record including a quick ball championship a very exciting game the day after christmas over maryland adazio finally after a pretty frustrating year uh kind of let the reins off the office let them run a little wild then we saw what uh, you know what we could do. when We went to that that fast-paced it's offense, like the quick lane bowl, the quick lane bowl in Detroit, Michigan. It's not,
2: it's not anger the sponsors
0: already. I, I called the quick lane bowl. You,
2: you called the quick bowl. Okay. Well, anyways it mean It's the quick
0: lane bowl. I did. I wrote down quick bowl, so that's on me. Uh, the Detroit Motor City Bowl, formerly formerly known as the Detroit Motor City Bowl. So that led us into a, into a strong offseason. We got some good news right away with Landry staying, which was you know humongous, and obviously we'll touch on that throughout the episode. Um, The other big thing we have down here was the Dylan flip, the highly touted Michigan running back from from Michigan. No, from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Oh, Lawrence Academy. Lawrence Academy. Groton, Massachusetts. Yep. That's nearby to to where one of our mats is from. Uh, And he's looking good in spring practice by all accounts. Uh, And I think we'll touch on that a little bit. And then we'll finally get into the QB battle. Uh, which is I think certainly on the minds of everyone as we as we head into the first uh, so we just want to get a quick add in here this episode is brought to you by 4th and Dude uh, it's 4 uh, a lot of good content out there uh, in case you haven't Noticed Matt and Matt, the two of us are the authors. Uh we have a few potential correspondents down the pipeline, but they need to, you know, get their act together before we actually turn them the turn them the keys. Uh so forthandude.blockspot.com, check that out for all of your BC related sports news, again from the dude's perspective. Uh, so with that I, I wanna jump a little bit into the kind of the storylines that we see this season. Just so specifically coming out of camp and, and now that we're into game week here, uh there's really three things that I wrote down that I wanna touch on a little bit. I think, you know, the defense is going to be what the defense is. I think for the most part, we feel good about it. I think you you think that it's a little bit overrated, which I don't disagree with. Uh, but one piece of that you know, defensive unit, I think, is is going to be a big standout is the emergence of the defensive backs. Uh, based on everything that we've heard coming out of camp and, and kind of what we've seen so far in your spring game analysis, this looks like we're gonna. This is gonna be the best defensive back unit we've had in what eight years, if not more. Uh, everything we're seeing is gonna be you know very strong. And I think that's. Going to be a huge addition uh, where most of our strength has been on the linebacker and, and uh, you know, defensive line side of the ball. I
2: think you need to be careful when you, when you confuse experienced with, with a strong unit, right? Um, so you get guys like, like Cam Moore. You get guys like Will Harris um, that have been here a couple of years. Um, you know, they, they know what they're doing. But these, these are guys that have gotten burned multiple times, right? And we're hoping that, you know, as they, as they grow into – you know, they go into their junior and senior years – um, the hope is that they sort of figure it out, um, but the fact is, I mean, BC's never been that that strong at recruiting, you know. they've never had. They're kind of like they're kind of like the Patriots. They've never had a strong, you know, secondary. Okay, let's 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 rein it in, I guess, with the overall comparisons to the Patriots. <laughs> but overall, I like where your head's at. But fair, fair point, fair point. Um, but but when you're getting burned by by Syracuse, right, and and by um, you know uh, uh, NC State, it's it's. What's going to happen against against Florida State, against Clemson? Um, you know, so so I agree that that it's a strong it's a strong unit back there. Um, I'm, I don't think it's it's a necessarily foolproof unit. I, I think that um, you know our, our strength is going to be the front seven. I think that there's no question about that. I think our linebackers are are um, you know are going to carry the load. You, you got Strahan, you got Ty Schwab, you got this new kid. So the, the depth chart came out today. Uh, Max Richardson's going to hold down the Mike linebacker spot. Um, obviously, a huge spot. To, to you know, Luke keekley held, held it down pretty well when we were you know undergrads at BC. Something uh,
0: you uh, showered next to him. People did. forget that we did. one so. and out of context. That Could sounds that sounds a little funny. Yeah, but, but it's know.
2: it's a good point. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we were uh, we were bathroom bodies, I guess you could call. It, which doesn't sound a whole lot. No, better. but it does not sound better. But it's
0: all right. Uh, I think I think ultimately I agree with what you're saying. Where I feel about the defensive backs, it's, it's kind of honestly like I look at the quarterback position. Where if you look at you know whatever it was two or three years ago when we had done amazing defense, our weakness was you know, definitely our our defensive backs, and it was no one can run against us. Teams still tried to for whatever reason, but if they threw against us, they were tearing us up for three hundred, four hundred yards a game. I think all we need is. Again, similar to the quarterback, kind of just managers in the backfield. We just needed them to not give up the explosive plays, not be the liabilities that we saw. And really, you know, last year, I think they, they did step up to that challenge. So if they can build off that, um, you know, I think we're, we're going to be in, in pretty good shape. Uh, moving to the other side of the ball, two things that I'm personally excited about. Uh, and I think it's you know the obvious one specifically the O-line and the running backs I think that if you look at the development of the offensive line and again referencing the depth chart that came out today, right now we have all starters are what I think 6'3 or 6'4 and over 300 pounds I know that doesn't sound crazy or, or out of the ordinary but unfortunately for us the last three years that is crazy and out of the ordinary when we were O-line you bunch of dudes we were always hitting those numbers and, and obviously size is size matters let's put it that way uh, we're a couple Irish guys, so we don't like to hear that. But for the sake of our line, that's that's good news. Uh, so I think they're going to be great, and I think from that, they're going to launch the running back stable, which is you know as talented as it's ever been at the Heights. Uh, and for as bad as things have been in our eight years, we actually have seen some good running backs. Obviously, Montesi, Montel Harris uh, makes a phenomenal burger. For those of you who have had the pleasure of enjoying one of those at Hillside. Uh, and then Andre Williams, of course, You know I don't think he needs any introduction. But with this, this running back core – uh, Hillman obviously leading the way with the experience, but there's, there's a stable of young guys here that are, uh, you know, I think really ready to to send us hopefully to that next level. And obviously the, the O line will play a huge part in in determining whether that's that's going to be the case or not.
2: Yeah, if you've been following anything related to BC football this summer, it's Dylan's been everywhere. He's been every single week. It seems like he's ripped off another huge run. My question, and and I don't know how, what your thoughts are, but. Is he too repetitive with Hillman? I mean, there's only one football,
0: right? There is only one football. There is only one football. I, I think running backs is not the same issue because it's, it's such a physical position. A. So guys are going to get a little, not banged up, but you get a little tired. And then I think B, there are different styles. So Hilleman is just going to smash you in the mouth. Dylan, it sounds like, is giving you that as well. Dylan's 240. He's going yeah, to smash the Yeah, no, no, I agree. Everyone but then, the the you, you know, yeah, looks, the you look. The reports know, are true. But with the with the stable, you get some of the, you know, kind of scat back guys, the quick guys. There's definitely a compliment to play there. I agree Hilleman and, and Dylan are similar, which is, I think, a good thing. I think they're both phenomenally talented running backs. Uh, but I definitely see your point there.
2: The spring game was, was fascinating.
0: Um, and a quick, quick plug, speaking of the spring game, uh, we have two long spring game recaps by the other Matt here. I uh, would highly recommend checking those out for some in-depth uh, film analysis. I, I'll tell you what, I was, I was hurting this summer
2: for, for some football. I need, I need football back like I need air to breathe. Um, so I, I think I watched the spring game in total probably four times. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, which is too many times, I, I, I'm aware. Um, but it's funny. No one's talking about this guy, but Travis Levy absolutely lit it up in the spring game. And he's, he's listed as he's all the way down fifth on the depth chart right now. He's a true freshman along with Dylan, too. So who knows? You know, it, it's already a, you know, a, a pretty crowded backfield. But um, you know I am excited, assuming we have a good line, right? And that's a big if. I mean, I can see one of these guys just having a phenomenal year.
0: All right, so I think with that, let's uh, jump into our overall record predictions for the year. Uh, like we both said, we're, we're pretty optimistic, possibly insane, but you guys can be the judge of that, and obviously we'll see uh, how it all looks at the end of the year. So uh, I'll start. I'm just going to throw it out there. I am officially on record as saying 10-2. and 2. Uh, I understand that is absolutely insane, and I realize it probably won't happen. A uh, few reasons I like 10-2. and 2. First of all, saying the road to ten and two sounds fun. The road to nine and three doesn't really sound like that awesome. It just kind of is. Nine and three is like a good year, but it's not a great year. So the road to ten and two is fun. Ten and uh, two
2: also rhymes with with dude. Dude, ten and dude. Sort of the yep. team we're going for yep. here. I'm dude, sure dude. any noticed. any rhymes
0: we can have with dudes are better. Uh, as, 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 a, as a spoiler, yep. mine's also ten and two for those exact okay, reasons. Great. Okay, great. Um, so, so that's good. Yeah. So I'll run through my just my groups quickly here. I think we beat. I think this is finally the year we beat Notre Dame. I think they are severely overrated. Uh, I think Brian Kelly is, you know, on the way out. They're coming off a game against Georgia at home, which will obviously be pretty emotional, physical, tough. Uh, early kickoff. I think we finally catch them sleeping for the first time in, since, you know, our, our high school graduation. Uh, otherwise, I think we pick off Wake, NC State, Cuse, UVA, plus the three non-conference games, which should be easy. Uh, we'll talk about the opener in a bit, but that's, that's probably the hardest of those non-conference games. I think if you look at the group of Clemson, Vatek, Louisville, Florida State, obviously the hardest you know, group of the year. Uh, I think very confident we get at least one win there, which would get us to 9-3. But to be honest, I think we grab two. I think we uh, could definitely either just get both at home and call it a day, or we could grab one on the road, uh, Louisville, we played well at the road with Lamar Jackson two years ago. Obviously, we sucked last year against them, but uh, Clemson as well. You never know. We always seem to uh, get up for, for the big games down in Death Valley. So 10-2, and two, we're on the record. I'm glad Matt agrees with me just to, to save the argument. Um, are we going to be wrong? There's obviously a good chance. Good news, again, about 10-2 and two is that even if we do lose the opener, we're still on the road to 10-2. and two. Uh, It just makes it a lot harder because then you have to go 3-1 against the big dogs. So let's please win our first two. At least keep us interested. Uh, and, then we will, and then we will go from there.
2: And that's the biggest part of all this, right? I mean, we, we said earlier, this is the most exciting time to be, to be a BC fan. The schedule sets up nicely the first two weeks. We get two winnable games. Um, we can still be excited about going undefeated and being the national championship game. And then Notre Dame, I mean, they suck. The fact that, that anyone is saying anything good about Notre Dame at this point is out of their mind. Um, they were four and eight last year, right? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. And they had Deshaun Kaiser. Yep. They went four and eight with one of the best quarterbacks in the country that is now starting for, we'll call it an NFL team. But now is, is actually starting. It's 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 unfathomable to me that there, anyone's predicting them to do anything better than five hundred this year. It's 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 actually it's, it's unbelievable. So I, this is no question. Um, you know, the sp- what do you think the spread on that's going to be? Ten.
0: Well, I mean, it's certainly obviously depends what happens the first two weeks, and for both of us, if they if they beat Georgia, if they're two and and0 coming in, and we, you know, God forbid, lose one of these games, and it's not going to be pretty at all. Uh, obviously, if we're, if we're I think two I think and Notre Dame bias, and they're two and and0 which I don't think they will be. I think they're still
2: going to have it's still going to be. I mean, there's this touchdown plus. There's
0: certainly Notre Dame bias, I mean, same like the home field that gets you three points. There's obviously Notre Dame bias, but overall, I think we both feel good about that game. And, that's not and, the game
2: I'm worried about. Yeah, the game I'm worried about is actually at the end of the year. It's, it's Syracuse. Syracuse, right? Syracuse is always scary. If we're uh, having a great year, like we, we like we both think, we're, we both think we we have the potential to do. Um, Syracuse is always there at the end of the year to sabotage everything. So, so my prediction is also 10 and two, but actually, it really could very easily be nine and three with loss to Syracuse. I have our losses to Louisville and to Florida State. I think that Clemson's beatable this year. Um, there's a question mark at quarterback right now. I think that they, you know, obviously they smoked us last year, but um, a lot of that was through the air. They are not reliable quarterback, and as you said, we have a better secondary this year, hopefully. Um, you know, if our, if, if our line is as good as everyone thinks that it could be this year, um, we have a legitimate chance, because otherwise, I mean, between Wilkins and, and the rest of the, that front seven, we could be in big trouble. But um, so I think Clemson's, you know, winnable, certainly. Um, and then I think Virginia Tech, same thing. They have a ton of question marks as well, so I got us for a win there. So ten and two. Let's do 10 it. Ten two. And, you know.
0: By the way, it's just fun to be on the road to ten and two. Let's be clear about that. There's something you know. Again, I think I mentioned. It, but there's nothing fun about being on the road to nine and three or the road to seven and, and five or whatever it would be. Ten and two is exciting. Let's set the bar high. We have two winnable games, three winnable games to start the year. We'll feel good. We can brag about our team for four weeks. Come down to earth after Clemson, maybe. Um, you know, and then go from there. So we're it's, nine it's and two, heading into that Syracuse game. This is probably before your
2: time. My first I, yeah, ever Boston yeah, gotcha. College game was against Syracuse when BC had a chance to go to the Orange Bowl. And Diamond Ferry... We're not going to talk about that. literally played every position. I think he lined up at center one play and scored, I think it was 177. We're we're having a nice
0: time on this podcast, so we're not going to bring Diamond Ferry up and and the fact that we've never made a a BCS Bowl game. Uh, With that said, we have a couple quick hitters. Kind of get everyone excited for the season here before we dive into our uh, NIU game prep. Let me take this one. Yeah. So...
2: One of the segments we like to do here is the the breakout dude. We're only going to do it the one time because you can't you can't cheat and say oh well he looked good. So yeah, we're going right. to do it right sure. now. We haven't seen any tape besides I saw the spring game a million times. I like this, the the Rays breakout this year. I don't know which one. Can I go the with who? both of them? Oh, the Rays. Oh, Rays. Okay. You yeah, got yeah, Wyatt yep. Ray. Yeah, 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 you got Ray Smith. Yep. I've been confusing that. Okay. They so they rela- they're not
0: related, which is the confusing part there. Because no. you said the Rays, it was like the Ray brothers. Right. Okay, I right. got you.
2: So you got Ray Smith, who's just a uh, uh, enormous defensive tackle. So hang on. Are you tackle. taking
0: two for your breakout? What are you, Duncan's Choice chest? giving away two turtle duffs here? you got to pick one, but if you're going to do two for the sake of this, you can you can run with it.
2: So you have Ray Smith, who's just an
0: absolute monster. Defensive tackle um,
2: hasn't really done much. Hasn't had to, right? You've, you've had Landry stealing the show up to this point. Someone's going to be the, the the beneficiary of Landry's double coverage. Um, you know, a lot of people think Zach Allen is going to come around the other end, but I think that there's there's potential there between Smith and No. Merritt and, and Zach Allen. Um, someone's going to have a breakout year. I'm going to I'm going to go with Ray Smith. Um, White Ray
0: is also he, okay, he had well, a huge fumble. Yeah. Uh, no I was just say thank you for following the rules and just picking one guy but if you want to then jump your second guy in that's fine you can do that as well if I had to pick one it would be it would be both that works that works I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it much uh, simpler and and quite frankly less fun uh, and go with Darius Wade obviously we all oh, know the quarterback about obviously we all know about the quarterback and we know what he can do uh, the reason I'm picking him is more to say the fact that he's only thrown what I think 60 some odd passes in his BC career Uh Daz still hasn't come out and actually named it the starter but he is going to be the starter he is going to be the starter all year and he's going to be a major player for the team this year uh, again not a fun pick but he's behind a strong line he's good on the run he's got good running backs so we, so we, you know, we have a lot of different weapons here uh, and then even from the receiving where there's a couple guys you know that that can make enough plays to uh, think, give him. You know, I Tommy think Tommy Sweeney I, would be would have been a good answer in I, hindsight. But I, I think Lamar Darius, Jackson so.
2: is going to be my breakout player. Okay, well he's, really good. he's really going to really you know, out. Lamar
0: Jackson just basically won a Heisman. Darius Wade thrown sixty you take, passes. You can't take the quarterback. He's thrown fine. Tommy Sweeney. Tommy Sweeney. his number one weapon. You can't take the best the best player on the team. But he's a breakout star because he wasn't the star last year. Go ahead, name one right. more. Darius Wade is my answer, and I'm going to tell you why. And, and we're going to segue nicely here, just quickly into the QB battle because we want to get in some NIU. Prep. You can't name a third player, can you? I can name I can name plenty of players, but Darius is my is my guy. I wrote him down on my list here. He's going to be my breakout dude of the year. Uh, touching quickly on the quarterback battle, I think it's a no brainer that we go with Wade. I think it is a. a Kind of, it's already known that it's going to be Wade. Uh, specifically, just the reports out of camp and, and the depth chart. Really, that Daz is loading up on the right side of the O line with his best lineman. Clearly, that's going to indicate that they're going to go with the left-handed quarterback uh, rather than give a, a blind side to an unexperienced freshman righty. Uh, so, clearly, it's Daz, or clearly it's Wade. Rather, this is just some gamesmanship from Daz, which uh, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with the benefits of. But you know, I, I was that was
2: one of the first first things I checked when I saw the depth chart. Uh, come out earlier today, but I don't know, you look at, so Marcel Lazard is, is the one that's protecting Wade's blindside, if it is Wade, right, otherwise it's Aaron Montero, who's going to be the left tackle. Um, ne- neither of them have had a strong camp thus far, Montero has had some well-documented struggles um, in his first few years, um, you know, hopefully he's, he's corrected those at this point, but um you know, the line to me is, is certainly an area of concern, but I, I agree with you. The, heck? No, the line's sentiment. good. The
0: line's good. I'm, I'm not worried about the line. I'm not worried about the line. The line's – I think we have we have one proven player on the line. That's the center, John Baker, outside I don't of that. think – I think you missed my stats that they're all over 300 and 6'3". Yeah. I think you missed that. So I, I think we're I getting we're getting
2: back to how it should be, how, how O-line U should be. I, I still think we're, we're 10 to 15 pounds away. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I, I agree that, that Wade should be the guy – you know, I watched the spring game. I don't know if I mentioned that People earlier. Forget
0: that. People forget you watched the game.
2: Um, and Brown looked bad. And I know that was that was several months ago. But um, you know, he had he had two picks. Probably could have been could have been five. Uh, a lot of overthrows. Wade Wade wasn't spectacular. Um, but he looked like I, I compared him to Alex Smith. You know, he does enough to get the job done. Um, and that's, that's, what, that's what this offense needs. This offense is going to go through the, the five-stud running back four. I actually don't think Richard Wilson's very good. Um, the four-stud running backs that we have, um, you don't need a quarterback that is going to be turning the ball over.
0: So this actually brings us to now our uh, most exciting – at least I think for, for us, uh, well one of the many exciting parts of our first podcast here. It's a new game we've invented here at Lot of Dudes Podcast, presented by Fourth and Dude, fourth and Dude dot block spot. And I just wanna
2: preface it by saying this this the name of this segment is still um, in, in in the in the beta In utero. Phase. It's in utero. Yeah. I kinda of disagree. I love it. I, I like it too. I'm just
0: worried about our, our target well, audience. Here's so sound
2: off in the comments if you guys yeah, are offended. Sound off in the comments. Actually, you know
0: what? They're, I don't care. No one's offended, you just might think it's stupid. Regardless. I, I
2: Oh, it's actually
0: very clever. It's very clever. I agree. It's it incredibly rhymes. clever. It rhymes. So the game is called. Dude... I'll introduce it. Okay, you want it? Okay. Yeah, it's called
2: dude. Actually, can you do
0: it? I'll do it. It's called dude or Pooed. Now, uh, again, to you know, it's a play on dude. Obviously, we're you know four dudes, by dudes. Uh, so essentially, what it is 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 one thing you know that that we're excited about. Again, past, present, or future. Anything around BC. That's the dude. And then the pood is the one negative thing. So one thing we're just like, oh, come on. Or we're concerned about, annoyed about, whatever. So I'll go, just to kind of give an example of how it goes, I'll start with my dude. Do you want to do your dude and then I'll do my pood? Uh, yeah, uh, you can do your dude. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, sure. And then you can do snake trap Yeah, exactly. Okay. So dude, my dude of week one and looking forward to the year is beer and Alumni. Obviously, Marty J got the permits for beer and Alumni. That was a huge coup for uh, the, new, the new AD. Uh, really got all the Eagles fans on his side right off the back. Uh, or off the bat, just a tremendous first step for him. Uh, this is something we've been clamoring about for a long time. I think it will certainly do a lot to help the home field advantage that we have. Uh, obviously, we'll get people, should get some people in on time, and should more importantly keep people from leaving. I, I know, at least in the young alumni section and specifically in our group, we have a huge issue of people leaving at halftime to go to Tits and Cityside and MAs. Uh, I do think beer in the stadium will will help that. So, that is my dude. So I actually didn't,
2: I didn't complete this assignment. Can you do your, I'll your food and then, and then, you then I'll take sure, okay. a couple here. So my
0: pood is Adazio not naming a quarterback prior to uh, actually starting the game. I think that clearly it's a trend we've seen in college football. Uh, recently, Jim Harbaugh did the same thing and, and you know, he's kind of a hardo, and he just like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give away too many state secrets here, but the reality is that for Adazio, first of all, we're playing Northern Illinois. It's not exactly Clemson or Florida state. We really need to worry about their scouting department. Um, but it's just also neither of these guys are experienced at all. You're taking two completely inexperienced guys with no film on them. So you holding out the name of who it's going to be is is doing nothing. And quite frankly, it's just unnecessary. Look, if it helps and, and, and you know, it ends up getting us a win, then, then great. I don't really care that much. My only concern is that, A, you actually have not made up your mind, which I don't think is true, but that's a concern. Uh, and, B, you know, you haven't actually... Told the team and told the guys. I think it's important for a football team to rally around, you know, one one guy and say, all right, you, you know, Darius or, or Anthony, uh, you know, is going to be the guy to take us into battle. So that would be my dude and
2: my all food. Right. my dude is uh, Maximilian Um He's <laughs> the uh, the German kicker um, that Daz recently announced won the um, at least the, the kickoff duty potentially Is that more.
0: Can you do call it winning if you win the kickoff duty? That just seems like, hey, man, you can just do the kickoff. The way
2: that, the way that it, he announced it, it was like, I'll tell you what, Max, has, he's a live leg. I love that. <laughs> he's got a, a strong live leg. Um, listen, I'm a soccer guy. I think that soccer players make good kickers. I think that if Nate Fries and I hadn't, hadn't co- coincided the same, you know, 2009 or 2013, it would have been me that got drafted by the Lions. Um, I think it's a great move. Noel didn't have, you know, great leg on kickoffs. This guy's a soccer player. He's a German. What's better than that? My pood is. Do you guys remember Herb Street's kid came out and and proclaimed that Northern Illinois was gonna upset Boston College in 2015? I do remember that. Do you remember that? I do. I actually do
0: remember that, which is weird. That's a that is taking up useless space in my brain. I don't even.
2: I'm not like a Herb Street hater. I I wasn't until that point. You got Herb Street who's just like smiling at his kid on camera on Sports Center kid. Why is the kid on ESPN to yeah, begin with? Chase stick, to, stick to sports. Give me a break. Stick oh, he's sports. got a nice—he's got a nice streak of calling upsets. Oh, he's yeah. got Northern Illinois over BC. When, by the way, that was 2015. You're gonna call that an upset? We went three and nine that year. They won, Give me a break. we're gonna and, get,
0: yeah, keep going.
2: And by the way, yeah. he was wrong. He was, as wrong. He was shit. dead wrong. He and I'll tell you what, been more wrong. And, and honestly, I—I—I I, I didn't even—you're ca- angry. I'm—I'm I'm, yeah, I'm fired up about it. Seeing him on my on my TV screen proclaiming that. He knew enough about anything, let alone Boston College football, to proclaim that Northern Illinois was going to knock them off. Is just ah. So if if my pood just to bring him back, just to confirm, yeah, just just to confirm that he is your pood. Is Herb Street's kid, and if I see him on my television, I will lose it.
0: Okay, well, here's a quick fun fact: is that Kirk Herb Street doesn't age, so that's nice at least. Uh, With that, he's got got great skin. He's got Dove Dove soap. Oh, we don't give ads. Okay. Well, we'll keep going, anyways. Uh, we're going to now dive into our NIU preview here for the last ten minutes or so of the show. Uh, so we've done, I would say, more research than any two human <laughs> beings should do on NIU. I just feel like there's a there's a limit on that, and we've we've certainly exceeded it.
2: I, I'm probably over under twenty eight hours of studying at n- NIU. Could you
0: give tours of the campus? You think? Like, could you run those honestly
2: and I, give the fun facts? I could. I could. I could become mayor of DeKalb at this point. Is With it what the amount, DeKalb, Is it Decalb? I think it's the Cobb. I
0: it's think like the, corn like on the DeKalb, know, DeKalb is L silent. I think I'll tell you why I think it's corn of the DeKalb when we get into their fun facts. But
2: oh, here we go. Yeah, a foreshadowing so,
0: there. So, um,
2: so I'll give you a little background on Northern Illinois. We'll stick to sports just for a second here. Um, they're coming off a tough year. They went five and seven in 2016. Um, the reason that you may have heard of Northern Illinois prior to to us playing them. Um, is they were in the Orange Bowl in 2013 they had Jordan Lynch not to be confused with Paxton Lynch Um, turns out both of them suck at being NFL quarterbacks Um, Jordan led them to the as I said Orange Bowl in 2013 they got demolished by Florida State Um, fun fact about that game who sang the national anthem Jordan Sparks actually very good guess Okay. A fellow American Idol contestant, Ayla Brown. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Small world. Boston College. Small world. Okay, that's good. Um, so he, that year, Jordan Lynch finished third in the Heisman. Who finished fourth in the Heisman? Underlings. Really. Very good. Um, so he was the highest MAC finalist in the Heisman. I'm reading off a sheet here. I don't know if you guys can tell. Um, who was he ahead of? We're doing in the trivia. Mac? We're just doing trivia all the time. Okay. Uh, your next tri- who is, you know, go with your question. So he finished third in the Heisman voting, which is the, hi- the highest for a MAC conference player. Yeah. Who else was, came from the MAC conference and was invited to the Heisman? I don't know. Randy Moss. Okay. And Chad Pennington, both, okay. Adam so both my, out of Marshall. Both out of Marshall. We packs. are Marshall.
0: We are Marshall. Some people forget it's actually not a good story. Yes, they all survived the plane crash, or not all of them. Some survived the plane crash and brought, brought the team back. Uh, they actually stunk for the years after that. So just asked our, our good roommate from down south who likes to uh, tell some heartbreaking tales. That's a good point. That's a fun fact.
2: Yeah, no, that was that was really good. Um, BC does have some history of Northern Illinois, as we mentioned last segment. Um, they beat them in 2015. It was one of, one of their three wins. Um, they beat them 17 to 14. I know you're thinking, oh, defense kind of, you know, they let up 14 points. That was supposed to be the number one defense. Well, 14 points were a result of a pick six. Well, it wasn't quite a pick six, but it was a pick that was returned to the four-yard line. And then a kickoff return.
0: So you can't blame the defense. Zero points. Hell of a game, though, if you remember. Hell hell of a game. Shouldn't have been. Just a great game. But it
2: was. And then we wouldn't win a game after that. That
0: was it. That was the last one of the year. So some just quick hitters about NYU. NIU. I keep saying NYU probably because we're in our midtown Manhattan studios overlooking the campus of NYU. But this is NIU. We are not in DeKalb, Illinois. They are 15,000 undergrad. Uh, Two really quick fun facts about them. One, uh, their bus system called the Husky Bus is the largest student-run university transportation system in Illinois. So suck on that, uh, Champaign-Urbana. And the other one is that they are technically, legally mandated to stick to sports and not talk politics at the dinner table. Uh, From Wikipedia, while the campus has Internet, which is great, it's good to know that they have Internet in in 2017, uh, the university's acceptable usage policy forbids its usage for political activities. So you literally cannot do anything political if you're on their Internet uh, which is good. I think it's, you know, you don't talk about finances, religion, and politics at the dinner table. They've removed that even as a possibility. So good on DeKalb, uh, good on Northern Illinois for uh, for keeping it, you know, kind of a safe space for, for all conversation. Uh, those, I think we're... Those are fun facts. Those are fun I'll facts. Those were two I, that I prepared. Yeah. I, just, I felt good about this. A lot of good
2: research went into this. Yep. Um, so I think we're, we're really prepared here. Um, we really dug in deep into the alumni of Northern Illinois. I you know what you're thinking. Who the heck went to Northern Illinois? Well, we'll tell you.
0: So, how do you want to do this? Do you want to, let's, we're going to pick a starting five of notable alumni. You want to just go. I mean, one of us obviously is going to get threes, which we'll need to workshop this in the future so that it's even numbers. Here's, we should have figured this out before But
2: why don't you go? You go first. Okay. I'll go second. Okay. You go third. Okay. And then I'll give you. I'll give you fourth too. And okay. Then I'll take fifth. Okay. Like so, that. you get three.
0: No, no I, get, I, get...
2: I get number two and number five. Oh, so I get three total, i Yeah, give, I'll give you three, okay. but I get the fifth one. That's fine. I'm feeling it's going to be better
0: than okay. yours. So I'm going to start this off with Wood Harris. That name probably does not mean much Who's to you. Wood Harris? Well, yeah, good question. So he is uh, two major characters in our lifetime. Julius and Remember the Titans uh, and Avon Barksdale in The Wire. All we can hope is that the Julius portrayal does not have any eligibility left because we do not need to face a linebacker of his stature. Strong side. Strong side uh god uh right side wow right side or left side well now you you messed it up in my head i think it's strong side left side Uh, it's left side it's left side all right right. anyways
2: all right you're up i'll go next um you know what i only get two right You you only get two i'm gonna go with another actor matt walsh you
0: know who matt walsh is i do Actually, did you know know before the second? No, I did. I just looked him up. So, yeah, he's on my list as well. I would
2: put him at probably the number one NIU alum. Um, So he's the guy in old school who um, is the guy that's trying to get in the fraternity. He's the doctor in the the hangover. Um, Corner of get a map and go fuck yourself. Yes, very good, very good. And in in old school, he's the guy that, that goes, I hate golf if you remember that. Which is a good line. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a heck of a line. That was a good line. Um, so, yeah. yeah so, so NYU is, is coming in strong with their top coming two. Of the actors. There, is, gonna, there was a drop-off. Though. Yeah.
0: So we're going to keep it in the entertainment world uh, with the third pick in our starting five. I'm going to go with Dan Castellanata. Uh, that name means literally nothing to me, but he is officially the voice of Homer Simpson, which is obviously, I think, a pretty big uh, mantle to hold. Dope, right? Dope, exactly. He does. He's the dope guy. Uh, is it you or me now? you go, I'm I'll, go for, I'll go for four and you'll take five. Uh, I wanted to keep it away from the athletes and, and you know I feel like you go to any school they have someone who's, who's made it big uh, so I'm gonna stick again in the entertainment realm uh, this is this is a bad pick I will I will concede that. Mike Disa, he is the director and animator of the following films which are all fantastic in their own right Pocahontas, Hercules, Tarzan and Atlantis The Lost City. Uh, four great animated films, all somewhat overlooked, uh, but I think he does deserve his deuce. Northern Illinois doing really well in the entertainment world.
2: Yeah, you missed a couple good ones too. Um, you only get one; it's the fifth pick. Well, yeah, there's a couple honorable okay. mentions. Sure, so, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, PJ Fleck. That's not my pick, by yeah. the way. Don't, yeah. don't, don't went there. pick on him. Um, he really fucked me last year during bowl season when they, I think they missed an extra point and they yep. didn't cover the spread against yep. Wisconsin in the, in the mm-hmm. Cotton Bowl. Um, Justin McCarrens, who. I think he's probably 45 by now, but would actually probably still be the, best, the Jets' best player if he was still in the league. Uh, Michael Turner, don't know where he is now, but he's a he's a Husky. Um, and and my, my actual pick here is, and get this, um, the drummer yes. of the Smashing Pumpkins.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're going to hear that song there on our state-of-the-art studio. So that's him on the beat there. We'll... Uh, that everyone everyone knows what the smashing pumpkin sounds He's a husky. like. He's and a husky. Now you know. You can pause that.
2: Yeah. We've been asked if we faded fade that out. Yeah, we well, don't we know can, how to how can, do that.
0: We don't have that. We don't have a producer yet. So yeah. if anyone wants to apply, shoot us an email uh, at fourthanddude.gmail.com. I don't know if we have that reserved, but we can work on that. Are we going to get to football at some point? Yeah, so we we're we going to get well, to really, well, football. is kind of This is, is M- kind of football. This is kind of football. Uh, so every week for a road game, we are going to do something called the travelability rating, which is essentially a, a, a one to five scale. Uh, of, you know, how worth it is to, to go to that game. So, uh, again, just going to rattle off some, some facts here about DeKalb, Illinois. So, first of all, it's going to be 60 degrees of kickoff, an 8.30 local time kickoff. Uh, it's about an hour west of Chicago. It is home to the annual Corn Fest, which takes place in late August. No word if it overlaps this year, but that's going to potentially affect the rating. Uh, they only allow three and a half hours before tailgating, very similar to ours. which is disappointing for a big state school's. Uh, Overall, it looks weak, and they have a 23,000 stadium capacity. And during their 21-game winning streak, where they made the Orange Bowl, they still did not have a single sellout. So overall, doesn't sound like a great setup. I'm going to give the official score of 1.2 RVs. RVs. uh, I don't know what RV stands for, but it's what you use to go to road games. So that's the official scale. 1.2 RVs. RV is vehicle. Vehicle. Road vehicle. Residential vehicle. 1.2 1.2 residential vehicles, uh, and really that's only due to the proximity to Chicago. It could be a good Chicago weekend. Uh, they play some games at Comiskey, which would have made this a no-brainer, but they didn't in this case. Uh, 1.2. and I, me Recreational me say, vehicle. Recreational vehicle. That. Well, yeah, residential would work, though, too. They should yeah, think but that's about
2: just, that. that's how it, what it actually stands
0: for. Uh, we will bump that up to 1.5 if it happens to overlap with the Cornfest, uh, but like I said, that is still uh, up for debate.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you went first in that one cuz that sure. was that was one of those assignments that I didn't do, but it yep. wasn't that I forgot about it. I yep. I didn't do it by choice. Just give a score off the top of your head. It's a 1R it's a 1RV one one. and okay. that's only because I can't go any lower. Right. No one in the well, right you can mind. Go you can go, go zero. To the cap. You can go to zero
0: to 1. You can go in the, I went 1.2. I'll a season 2, so. opener though. Okay. I, I would kind of, true.
2: you know, I wouldn't hate being there. It's true. Um, you know, we actually might have we've have a, a correspondent out in Chicago and and we might have some boots on the ground. Champagne the on or band. He's a champagneer band. Um, but yeah, never, never in a million years will ever go to. Decal. All right. So we are, we are um, definitely
0: running, running low on time here. So we're going to get to the actual football. Or, what, did you have? A do you have something to add? There? No, I have nothing to add. Okay. To all right. So that was I do the have top. some things
2: to add to, add to football. Though. So we're going to go,
0: we're going to go pretty quick here on the football side because we obviously touched the, the uh, you know season storylines. And, and to be honest, I hope this is not a game we have to analyze too much. Uh, so I did
2: some research. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I do a lot because okay. it was it was putting me to sleep. Yeah. But NIU had a tough year last year. They went five and seven. So they lost. I think literally all of their quarterbacks got injured. They had to bring in a wide receiver to play quarterback for a period of time, um, and they got worse from last year. So to me, they're weak. They're weak at at both lines. They're weak at wide receiver and they're weak at quarterback. We match up so well with them. I'm hoping this shouldn't be an issue. With with this Boston College team, if it is, it means you know it could be it could be a long year, um, but I don't think we should have any issue with these guys. Yeah, I
0: completely agree. I, mean, I think if you look at you know kind of their their general uh, makeup, clearly their defense is their biggest weak spot, which should make for an easy introduction for either one of our QBs. Again, I think we both think it should and will be Wade, uh, but that'll be nice to have a soft defense for him to kind of get comfortable with and for our line to. Uh, you know kind of get up to speed with our line should absolutely be they should. sure they should get crazy you know, should, should, if, shouldn't be, if not shouldn't be straight good. out of the gate I then agree.
2: wear them down by the third quarter only should have one hundred fifty plus yards yep um, we shouldn 't have to go to the air um, and and what's what 's great about that is is their o line sucks, and I think that Landry could could be in for a big game Yeah, so. So, so
0: their strength on o is is definitely the run, which again I think with a poor offensive line our our front seven should just absolutely Massacre with no quarterbacks to even test our defensive backs, who we think are going to be strong. Uh, I I really think that, and again, if you look at, they won the MAC, and just to show the level of competition, obviously UMass a lot, and we know how bad you know the MAC is from them. They won the MAC West two years ago when they played us against the Jeff Smith, Fadul, Flutie offense, and we still beat them. So I think that this is. Flutie, by the way, was MVP of that game. Yeah, he was. He went five for eleven game. for no, not 92 for 11. yards. That's a that's a stat line you want to have. So I think I think with that, you know, again, I don't think there's too much analysis that has to happen. We'll jump into the score prediction. Uh, Vegas has his just three point favorites, which I think is an absolute mortal lock, easy money. I think it's, quite frankly, insulting. Do you want to say it on three, the official prediction? The official – well, our numbers are going to be different. I think we both predict a win, so that's going to be the same.
2: Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so our numbers why are don't different. You, why don't you go – I'll go with my number. I think,
0: I think my official number is 31 to 13 – uh, which is a palindrome like race car. Never in doubt. I think our offense, especially the run game, just absolutely cruises. With our, you know, our own line, I think we'll get just push all night. My hope is that we get a a big enough lead early to actually, um, you know, not expend the throw game because that would be silly. But just to let Wade throw it around a little bit to get comfortable. Um, You know, I think that would be huge. And I think the defense will stand tall in the red zone, not let anything in the end zone uh, other than, I guess, with 13, they would need one in the end zone and then two field goals. So uh, ultimately I think this puts us in a great spot to feel good going into ACC play. I I just don't think this is ever in doubt.
2: Yeah, I got 20 to 3, so similar mindset. I don't think our defense gives up 13 to them, quite frankly. Um, I don't think that they have – I just think it's such a great matchup. I do think we missed an extra point. Um, but I, I think that we win this comfortably. Um, I, I'm hoping we're ahead the whole game because I can't I can't afford this type of stress this early on in the season. So um, you know we'll we'll see what happens, but I think 20 to three sounds sounds like it's it's
0: probably the, the right score to me. Um, but we'll see. All right, so I think that that will wrap up the first edition of of the Lot of Dudes podcast presented by Fourth and Dude fourth dot blockspot uh, If you're in the if you happen to be in the city of Manhattan on Friday night, you can. Catch us at Dewey's Pub. It's the brand new game watch for BC bars. Open, Joshua Tree is open is still, bar, yeah. from nine to nine thirty for every game this season. They're doing an open bar make for thirty count. minutes before halftime or before kickoff. And apparently, these guys are doing lower steak and cheeses and New England classics. So, it seems like they're putting an effort to make a good game bar with frips. With frips. Thanks. J Tree has always been a good spot, uh, but they just don't really seem to care that much about BC. So uh, happy to try something new. Also, we suck for the last few years, so it's nice for us to get you know some new karma and a new spot. So uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed you know the insight that we provided. Obviously, we'll you know what Dewey's kind of sounds like. Dewey's kind of sounds like duties, well, which we'll just dudes. dudes yeah, okay. I guess. All right, just dudes. Either way, uh, we'll definitely you know develop some structure as as the season wears on. Uh, obviously any feedback is welcome like we said please check out the blog fourthanddudeblogspot.com for, for similar analysis uh, you know we're just trying to have some fun here and hopefully hopefully you guys will as well looking forward to what should be a great year for the eagles i think we're all feeling good hopefully you guys are feeling good as well uh, and, and you know i think just it's 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 going to be an exciting time to be uh, to be wearing the maroon and gold always a great day to be a dude behind get the bad things
1: off mind he's feeling good You're back not caring up, up, about this that just hanging out we oh, oh, What are we doing now? Oh, oh, we're breaking it down! Oh.